Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Exhaustion gripped my body, threatening to pull me to the ground. I stepped through the doorway and into my bedroom. As I made my way slowly across the room, the floorboards groaned under my feet like they always did. That decrepit house never seemed to stop making noises. I laid down in bed, too worn out by the events of the night to take my clothes off. I was almost asleep when I heard them. Whispers coming up through the vents. The house was haunted, that much was clear. I couldn't remember when it started, but I felt like I had been living that nightmare my whole life. Rest always seemed just outside my grasp, and no matter how often I experienced the repetitive nature of the haunting, the terror never lessened. I lay there with my eyes open, listening to whispers yet again. I tried like always to decipher some secret message in the sounds, to understand the words they were saying, but yet again, I couldn't. The vents connected directly to the ancient furnace in the basement, and the whispers were muddled as they traveled from the underground up to the second floor of the house. It was never any use to try to untangle the murky whispers of the thing in the basement, but they held me transfixed like always. It almost became a meditation for me, a prayer. I'd lay awake and look at the moonlight streaming in through the window, listening intently as the rest of the world fell away. Maybe somewhere in the marathon of whispers was the key to the haunting. Maybe understanding the words would help me put a stop to the never-ending cycle of terror. But it was always pointless in the end. The words could never be understood. Maybe the same way my torment might never be stopped. After half an hour of me listening to the quiet babbling of the thing in the house, the voice went silent. Next came the sound of footfalls on the basement stairs. Like clockwork, the gears turned and the next cycle of fear began. I listened as the basement doors slowly opened, and, timing my own steps with their twins downstairs, I got out of bed and crept to my bedroom door. When I reached the door, I turned the lock as quietly as I could. It was in the den now. I listened as the floorboards of the den creaked, tracking the sound as it moved on to the stairs. One by one, each step would groan under an unseen weight as the specter made its way to the second floor. Beads of sweat made their way down the side of my face when I heard the steps reach the landing. What did it want? Why did it follow this circuit, this winding path that always seemed to make through my house? Was there anything I could do to break the cycle? 
I just wanted out of the nightmare. I wanted to wake up and find myself in the morning light, safe and sound. I wanted to wipe the sleep from my eyes and chastise myself for getting so worked up over such a silly dream. But it wasn't a dream. It was a prison. My heart started beating faster and faster as I listened to whatever shared that house with me move down the hall. I prayed feverishly in my mind, begging the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost to let it pass by, to free me from this torment. Their answer came back. No, the thing stopped in front of the door to my room. I held my breath my hand hovering inches away from the doorknob. Something grabbed a hold of it on the other side, sending goosebumps across the skin of my arm. The hairs on the back of my neck stood at attention as I fought to keep my composure. The only thing separating me from my worst nightmare was the lock on that ancient door. The doorknob slowly turned to the left, then to the right. The locking mechanism keeping it from finishing its rotation and letting that thing in my room. The moment stretched into eternity as I stared at the handle, praying that it would stay locked. After a few more attempts, the shaking stopped and the floorboards resumed their creaking, following the specter as it went further down the hallway toward my office. I finally let out a long, slow breath and wiped sweat mixed with tears from my eyes. What came next? The thing would linger in my office for a few moments, doing who knows what. That would be my chance. My thoughts turned to the rosary on the mantle in the den. My prayers to the Holy Trinity seemed to be met with indifference, but maybe Mother Mary would hear my cries. Even if she didn't, I knew that the cross on the rosary would bring me some comfort if not protection. I needed something to hold on to, some reminder of the light to carry me through the darkness, and the morning seemed so far away. With my mind made up, I worked up the will to undo the lock. Trembling, I grabbed the handle and slowly opened the door to the dark hallway. I could hear rustling in the office to the right, so I turned and moved as quietly as possible wincing with every step at how much noise I was making. It took forever to reach the bottom of the staircase, each step seemingly louder than the last. I almost tripped at the bottom, but I caught myself. I couldn't hear anything in the office anymore, but I never looked back to check. I hadn't seen the source of the haunting yet, and I had no intentions of starting then. I crept into the den and felt a small burst of peace as the painting of Mother Mary on the mantle came into view. Moonlight washed over her face, making her glow faintly in the darkness. That room felt different from the rest of the house. Mary's visage, keeping watch, gave it an air of safety, of hominess. I felt warmth radiating out of her small smile and a part of me believed I might see the end of the night. A wave of exhaustion suddenly overtook the peace I was feeling, causing me to sway dangerously. I took a seat on the couch for just a second, and looked up at the Blessed Mother, a silent prayer falling out of my lips. 
The moment of tranquility was cut short by the sound of movement on the floor above me. The office had resumed its creaking, and I could hear it moving toward the hall again, toward my room. I pulled myself out of my stupor and tiptoed up to the mantel. My rosary sat in a loose pile at the base of the painting's frame, also bathed in moonlight. I picked it up and was surprised to find that it was warm, as if Mary herself had been holding it for me. The familiar feeling of the beads in my hand brought me another small moment of peace and safety. I crossed myself at the rosary and started reciting the Apostles' Creed, but the noise from upstairs kept me from focusing on it. I gave up on it before I finished the first half. I couldn't do it with all that noise from upstairs, and not in such an open space. I needed a quiet place to call out to the mother, but where? My thoughts went to the basement and my eyes followed, landing on the open door on the other side of the small house. I had to be losing my mind. Why would I want to go back down there, especially when that was where the haunt always seemed to start? Instinct won out over my better judgment, and I made my way across the ground floor. The presence seemed to make its home down there, so maybe praying in the place where it was strongest would ward it off or help it find peace. It was probably a foolish idea, but it was worth another try. I arrived at the basement door and forced myself across the threshold before I could chicken out. The sudden cold almost knocked the wind out of me as I made my slow descent underground. That old furnace never worked well, but this was absurd. The basement stairs groaned under my weight and I cursed that old house. There was no way to move around without waking the dead. I finally made it to the bottom of the stairs and felt the cold concrete under my bare feet. I clenched the rosary in my right hand and settled down in the far corner of the space, next to the furnace. The pilot light was on, but almost no warmth was coming from the heater. If this night ever ended, I would need to call someone to have it fixed. And there in the darkness, sitting with my knees to my chest, I crossed myself and began the Apostles' Creed. I poured myself into the prayers, reciting each prayer as if it were my first while I made my way through the rosary. I moved on to the second bead and said the Our Father before saying Hail Marys for faith, hope, and charity, doing an extra one for hope. By the time I got to the glory bead, I could feel some tension leaving my body. Exhaustion threatened to overtake me again but I hugged myself closer to the meager warmth of the furnace and pressed on. I made my way through all twenty mysteries, earnestly focusing on each one while pleading with Mother Mary to bring her presence into my home. I needed her. After almost a half an hour of fervent prayer, I finished the rosary. I sat for a moment in the darkness, my ears ringing from the sudden silence. I closed my eyes and listened for any signs of activity in the house, but heard nothing. Maybe the prayer had finally worked. I felt my eyes droop and knew that I needed sleep. I got up and dusted myself off 
emboldened by the continued silence in the house. I had been deceived by the silence countless times, but I had a growing confidence that this time could be different. I crossed through the basement and slowly began walking upstairs, listening through the darkness for any sign of movement. Hearing nothing, I slowly pushed open the door and stepped onto the main floor. I shuffled slowly across the house, still listening for any sounds. Every few steps, I thought I could hear something on the floor above me, but it was impossible to tell over the noise of the floorboards under my own feet. I walked into the den and looked again at the image of Mother Mary, still beautifully glowing in the moonlight. I made my way to the mantel and returned the rosary to its place at the base of the painting. Now that I was reassurably sure it was safe to do so, I crept over to the stairs and began the trek back to my room. Each step felt like a mountain I had to climb, and my exhaustion slowed my movement to a glacial pace. I eventually made it to the top of the stairs, and then crept slowly across the hallway, as if moving quickly might reawaken whatever had fallen dormant. When I got to my door, I found it shut. Slowly, I reached out and took hold of the handle and turned it slowly to the right and then to the left. It was locked. I quietly tried to open it a few more times before giving up. I stopped to listen and in the silence, I found myself filled with a quiet resolve. There was something in there. I didn't know whether the resolve was fueled by exhaustion or by Mary's guidance, but either way, I had to find out. I had to open that door, to finally face whatever it was. I was at a loss for a moment about what to do when I remembered the skeleton key. Turning to my left, I tiptoed away from my room and toward the office where I kept it. I had only been in the office for a moment when I heard the door to my room creak open. Moving as quickly as I could, I ducked down behind my desk, cursing quietly as I bumped against the desk and heard some papers shuffle around me. All the resolve flooded out of my body as footsteps entered the hallway. I prayed a desperate, silent prayer that those steps would head downstairs like they always do that they would leave me alone. I sat in the darkness of the office holding my breath and listened as the steps retreated away down the hall. I exhaled quietly when the sound moved onto the steps, following its usual path. I kept listening as the floorboards in the den creaked momentarily before falling silent. After a few moments of inactivity, I pulled myself onto my feet. I slowly made my way out of the office, painfully aware of how loud every step was. I crept over to the door to my room and found it open. But I wasn't ready to go in yet. I needed to know what was going on downstairs. As if spurred on by a movement, I heard the floorboards in the den groaning and a sigh of relief escaped my lips when the movement went down toward the basement door. 
I waited for the door to shut, then listened as the basement doors announced they were in use. The stairs eventually stopped their calling out, and after a moment of silence, I decided it was safe to move. Exhaustion gripped my body, threatening to pull me to the ground. I stepped through the doorway and into my bedroom. As I made my way slowly across the room, the floorboards groaned under my feet like they always did. That decrepit house never seemed to stop making noises. I lay down in bed, too worn out by the events of the night to take my clothes off. I was almost asleep when I heard them. Whispers. Coming up through the vents.